Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. filters which is something I have not noticed before grainy. okay we'll leave off the filters they've taken the masks off me um, was very, oh I say that hold on what's this what is this uh, I thought they took the mask off me but I've just seen a little mask oh they haven't taken the mask off me the masks are back Get the mask back I'm going to be a samurai in a minute um, hello uh, welcome to um, Facebook Live. If you've got any questions and you and you want answers, then I, th- I think you can post live, so please do. Uh, I'm not saying that I haven't got many um, questions that have been asked in a week to answer, to get through. I'm not saying that because, because I have had a couple. Um, not a huge number, uh, I'll be honest, so if you have got anything, there will be a bit of filling involved in this uh, broadcast. Um, but if you do have anything that you can think of, then uh, chip in because uh, be gratefully received. But anyway, I have I have genuinely had a couple of questions, but only a couple. But I'll, I'll drag it out. I'll drag it out. Uh, Emanuela, I don't know if Manuela's out there. Uh, you've been asking um, about implants. I think the reason I haven't got as many questions this week is because Laura's been ill. I think that's what it is. That Laura's been ill. So get well soon, Laura. Um, Nevertheless, she has been checking her emails, but anyway, that's what I'm telling myself. Um, so, Emanuela, you're asking about implants, silicone implants. Uh, what Im- what implants do I use? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, well, I've got to put my helmet on to answer this question um, because that is a big question. So, I've really... Um, now, what implants do I use? I am not... Um, limited by any um, implant manufacturer. So if you come to the clinic and you have a view on implants, sorry, I'll get rid of that now. I don't know, it's a bit of a lag. Hey, Michelle, you got a question. I just got to, I just got to find out how to read your question. Uh, do you have to keep your scar? Is that all it's, is that, uh, it says dot, dot, dot. Oh man. Do you have to keep your scar? Is that all your question says? Um, do you have to keep your scar? Um, can you comment? Um, so, do you have to keep your scar? Is that, um, Michelle, if, if there's more to your question than do you have to keep your scar, can you write another comment with that on it? Because all I can see is do you have to keep your scar dot, 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 which implies there's more to that question than I can see. But I'm not... Um, do you have to keep your scar? Um, 
Well, if that's the question, do you have to keep your scar, then yes, you do have to keep your scar. Um, sorry, I'll take my helmet off. I can't get it off. Okay. Um, yeah, you have to keep your scar. If you've got a scar, then you have to keep your scar, and the scar is permanent. The scar does fade, but you have to keep it. Um, I'm sorry I've asked for a live Q&A and I can't read the questions. Uh, I'll, I'll get back to that. But Emanuela, if you're out there, I was just going to ask about your implant question. I do use... I'm sorry I can't, can't take my helmet off. Oh, yeah, take it off. Um, I do use um, any implants you like. So if you come to the clinic and you've got a view about implants and the hospital can get them, um, I've used most of the major implant manufacturers. So I'm happy to use any implants. Um, I do have a preference if you like uh in that i do use nagor silicone implants and um polytech polyurethane implants those are the makes that i tend to use and i'm familiar with and the the uh, i the, i like the ranges and i know what um the, what what dimensions the implants are so um to be t totally and brutally honest with you the reason i use those implants is because i'm familiar with them and uh, there are a few major manufacturers of implants, Nagor, Allergan, Mentor. Um, they're big companies. I've used them all. They're all very good. Uh, I've met with representatives of all the companies, and they're all very helpful. And I sometimes people will say, oh, these are the best implants, and you should use these. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't think any any of them are are particularly better than than the other um and uh, <laughs> and um i don't think any are particularly better than the other i think they're all very good uh there are different ranges with the implants we had this with the pip because everyone was up in arms after the pip scandal that they had paid uh, top dollar for their surgery they paid you know five thousand pounds for their surgery they thought they were getting the best implants and they were getting the pip implants there are a, there are different ranges of implants there are cheap implants and expensive implants if you like the sort of a premium range and a cheaper range and um the P, we all knew the pip ones were cheap ones um we didn't know they were but you know um uh, the wrong type of silicon they were using, but there are a cheap range. For instance, Allergan do a cheaper range called CUI, which has got a single shell as opposed to their premium range, which is called Natrel, which has got a double shell. The Trell implants have got a lifetime warranty. CUI implants have got a 10-year warranty. So there's differences in the warranty. So there are some companies which do a different range, a, a, a budget range, if you like, and a premium range. Uh, CUI is still good implants. The, 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 num the num numbers between them are a bit more limited. So there are some differences. I only use the premium ones. So I only use Natrel or uh, Mentor, Nagor. They've all got double shells. They've all got lifetime warranties. The warranties are slightly different between them. So we can talk about that. But if you've got a view, uh, Emanuela, about a certain... I know you're interested in silicone implants, a certain type of silicone implants. We can certainly discuss it. I can certainly give you paperwork about the different warranties or you can get it. Everything's available these days out there. And I'd be very happy to use any of the um, major manufacturers of implants. If you leave it up to me, I'll, I'll use Nagor because that's the range that I'm familiar with. Uh, but I do think they're all very good these days. Um, Michelle, I can see that you've written there, you're so funny, Jonathan. Um, w was there more to your question, though, about the scar? You said, do you have to... Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a minute. I can scroll. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on? 
do you have to keep your scar out of the sun forever? Hey, there it is. Out of the sun forever. Oh, we've got two. You're so funny. Oh, uh, got it. Okay, yeah, good, thank you. Um, no, Michelle, you don't have to keep your scar out of the sun forever. Um, you have to keep your scar out of the sun while it's red and obvious. And I normally say that's the first three to six months. After about three months, it starts to fade. But if it's red and active, uh, so normally what happens is the scar looks okay at a week. At about a month or two months, the scar looks much more red and firm. It feels much more firm and hard. And that's uh, the, the, the activity in the scar. It's called remodeling, which means that the scar tissue is becoming more organized and it's getting the strength into the scar and it's quite active. And that's why it goes really quite red and unobvious. And you think, goodness me, this scar looks worse than it did at a week. Um, and while it's red and obvious, you need to not get it in the sun. So um, if you do get it in the sun, if you do get a tan, then you can... Um, then you come home, you lose the tan, and you end up with a tan scar. The tan will stay in the scar. Um, so just keep it out of the sun uh, while it's red and obvious. Once it goes to skin colour, which is after the first three to six months, then you can um, do what you want. You can get in the sun after that. That's fine. And um, But you should avoid the sun anyway. So, you know, generally it's not good to get the sun. It's certainly not good to get sunburned. So wear high protection sunblock, reapply it and wide brim hats and things like that. But specifically with regards to the scar, once it's gone skin coloured, you can get it in the sun and you can do what you want. Treat it like normal skin once it's gone skin coloured. Um, so, yeah, don't worry about it forever. It's just while it's red. Um, so uh, the, I should have, I haven't written anything down this 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 week. So, um, oh, yes, that's right. Um there, I've had some questions about uh, implants, size of implants, um, and it, it reminded me of. Oh, oh, um, it reminded me of um, the. There was an article I've just. Well, my mother-in-law sent it to me. I think it was in the Times. I don't know when about. Um, some Paris plastic surgeons saying that English people want big implants and they're much more subtle in Paris. Um, and one thing that I often talk about with patients is the difference in shape and um, size. People always talk about the size of the implants, the size of the breasts. And sometimes it all works out. They, we do the sizes, they choose a the size, then we look at the different profiles and the shapes and they choose a the shape and it all matches. But sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes people want a really big size. They want big, a big size of implant, but they want a natural shape. They want softness in the upper pole and they want, um, well, they want the shape to be right. And everyone's paranoid because they friends have all told them that everyone wants to be bigger whenever they've had implants. They always want to be bigger, so they always think, "Oh, I want to, you know, I don't want to be too small." They're, they're paranoid about being too small, and they want to go bigger. Um, if it's an if there's a balance between shape and size, shape is always the one to focus on. So always worry about shape. Or that I say this, but no one ever. Everyone always worries about size. I always go on about it, and I always go on about the width and the profile being important and everything. And everyone wants about size. Oh, well, can I not have the 350s? Because, you know, they're bigger than the 300s, and I don't want to be too small. Don't worry about the size. It is the shape that is really crucial because um, 
you're going to have to live with this for the rest of your life and it needs to look right and it needs to look how you want it to look and that is what the shape gives you and you need to have a good shape to your breast and obviously they will be bigger but if the um but it may they may not be as big as maybe the sizes that you wanted but it's better to get the shape right to make them look good to make you feel comfortable um when you're out of clothes uh, than to get the the size that you want, um, but you feel uncomfortable. The worst thing you can do, well, it's not the worst thing you can do, but a bad thing that you can do is to go too big. Going too big is a really bad thing. Uh, and um, usually if people have gone too big, they're unhappy. So if you do go too big, you're going to have um, unhappy unhappiness whereas if you go to the right size i'm going to be serious now because you know this is serious so there's a lag on the on the on the mask we have to time that that was a good timing they've given me back the masks i I used them a lot a couple of weeks ago and i thought they'd taken them off me but they've given them back so i'm very happy about that it follows my face around so that is good so that's you know i've got to be serious about this because clearly i need to get get a bit of um i've lost the beard so i've you know, get a moustache. That's the way to get a bit of um, uh, credibility around here. The shape is absolutely crucial. The size is not uh, crucial. Obviously, the size is important. Obviously, your friends are always going to ask you what size it, they, they are. But it's the, the, you've got to be comfortable and go with the shape, not the size. That is the important thing. <laughs> um, that is the important thing to do. Um, and that thing about the people in Paris saying everyone in Britain wants bigger implants and big round ones and people in paris want subtle ones and, and people in england are going over to france to have them um I, I i believe that actually that's not strictly true and i think the media portrays the 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 um, image of breast implants as being big 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 round implants because that's all anyone sees in the media because the media is very much um um celebrity this and that um but the reality of um, of life and the reality of, of most plastic surgeons, well, I, I suppose I can't talk about most plastic surgeons, the reality of me, anyway, um, is that I, um, sorry, I don't put a lot of big implants in. That's a fact. I don't put really big, huge implants in. You see people in the clinic, they haven't got big, big implants. They haven't got what people think, and that's what everyone wants. They don't. Uh, most people want something that's natural, that's in fitting with their frame. And I won't put an implant in that's too wide, that's too big for, the, for, for your frame, just because I don't can't make it look good. And there are people out there that do, and, and they can make it look how they, uh, you know, how the patient wants, so they can get happy patients, and that's and that's fine. But that's not uh, that's not my practice, and I think that you'll find a lot of people haven't got that practice. But that's not a good media story. So I think uh, it's not strictly true. Um, that every that, that breast implants equals big implants, and um, these people who say, "Oh, I can tell when someone's had implants," and they pride themselves. And people say to me when I walk down the street, or you know, when I see a photograph, "Can I tell if someone's had implants?" In fact, people show me photographs and say, "What implants are they? Have they, what implants has this person got?" And I'm always like, "Well, I don't even know if they've got implants. I can't tell if they've got implants. They might not have implants. And if they have got implants, I don't know. You have to see the before and after before you can even begin to make a judgment on it." And the whole point of doing good surgery is that you don't want to have a look that looks like you've got implants. That's the whole point. And so, um, 
you want people i i off, i can't tell if you've done it right or if you've done it well um you can't tell if someone's had implants that's the idea you don't want to necessarily be able to tell whether um someone's had implants in most people actually want a um a look that looks normal and they feel comfortable with and they can walk around with their top off uh well actually no sorry who <laughs> may not want to walk around with their top but you know have a shower you know be live with with their, their body basically um i mean it's fine to walk around the top of but you don't you know live live with their body and feel comfortable and not feel out of proportion and in clothes is a different story you can actually make enhance them what you've got in clothes and what have you but you need to absolutely feel comfortable out of clothes with the with the shape of your body and that's the most important thing um i think i think i've made that clear i'll have to run that watch that back and see what i've actually said there but i know what i wanted to say anyway so um i hope that came out um i'm um uh and so yeah hello from naples we've got we've got uh, we've got naples on we got we got international um international reputation is obviously um um in and out there um uh, bon uh bonas notches no it's not uh it's not naples is it sorry my father <laughs> My father never really spoke to us when we were little. Well, he did speak to us, but not in Italian. So he never really, um, never really got got into Italian. And whenever we go over to Italy, we always our, our relatives always speak to us in English. So we, my my I'm, unfortunately my Italian is um, weak, should we say weak. Um, so, uh, but um, uh, fortunately, everyone there speaks much better English than we speak Italian. So whenever we go over there, we're fine. Uh, rambling a bit here um i did uh so if, if anyone um michelle i'll tell you what michelle i am going to give you a massive uh thumbs up for those questions because that was awesome um i'm sorry i got got it a bit how did lisa know that you said out of the sun forever oh because she could see the dot 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 okay um and i am i I am uh, checking out. You know, I don't want to overstay my welcome. I know you're all got busy nights, and I know you got a lot on. Um, I'm very grateful to everyone for checking in. Um, I'm checking in next week, and I'll tell you something. If you got any questions, email email Laura. Do it Facebook it. Uh, Laura's back tomorrow, so she's back off being ill. Um, she's not too bad. She's just got a cold. Um, I, been speaking to her the last couple of days so don't, don't, she's fine um and um yeah email away uh ask away and um uh if they give me the masks i'm going to try that one with it. it looks like it's got fruit on the head i'm going to try that one next uh time and lisa's coming oh god lisa's coming with a question but you know what i've got i've got here i had a tummy tuck 19 weeks ago with sli sly Mon- with mons lift right yeah lisa you're a godsend you've asked a question i've had a tummy tuck 19 with with sli dot 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 mons lift awesome awesome lisa how are you getting on um the problem with facebook live i don't know if anyone else there has used it but if you have can you help me because the only way you can work out what to do on it is when you're live um you can't practice, you know, all these masks and stuff and the questions coming up. You can't practice. 
So I can see the slide. I'm going to thumbs that up, but I, I can just see it. So, Lisa, you've had a tummy tuck 19 weeks ago. That's not that long ago. So um, you're probably still going to be feeling your fragile, I guess. Uh, and um, is there a specific uh, query? A rare one? Is it 19 weeks? Uh, what's 19 weeks then? It's quite, quite a while ago. Um, so type away. I've got a tummy tuck 19 weeks ago with SLI dot dot dot. Then I've got Mons lift. Um, I can't see any more um, questions related to that. There's clearly a question on your mind, unless you are just posting that you had a tummy tuck 19 weeks ago, in which case, good, good on you. And I'm sure that's. I hope I hope that's been beneficial to you, and I hope everything's fine. Um, a slight mon. How we go? Aha! Slight mon. Did I do it? I did. Did I do it? Um, if I did it, come and see me in the clinic. I don't think. Um, I know it's fine. You know what, Lisa? One of the things you'll notice uh, when you have plastic surgery is that uh, we always mark everyone pre-op. We always have a, a, an indelible marker when you part mark on pre-op. Everyone worries that it's an indelible marker. When I stand up, it's not. Um, but uh, but at the top there's the skin wash off, so it's never permanent. So we always mark everyone pre-op. And the reason we mark everyone pre-op is because things are totally different when you're erect, when you're standing up, compared to when you're lying down. When you're, off, when you're on an operating table and you're lying flat on your back with your arms out, your tummy, your breasts are totally different. They look totally different to how they look standing up. So, uh, so yeah, everything, well, not everything, but lots of things look fine when you're lying down. Um, <clears throat> but things are a different story when you stand up. Um, because gravity and what have you, so that's that's yeah, that's no good. If it's okay lying down, then you know it's it's always okay lying down. Never looks too bad. But when you stand up, it's not. So, what are we talking, Lisa? Are we talking lax skin? Um, if you're my patient, come back and see me. Uh, give us a ring. I don't rec- I don't think I don't think you are. are you saw if if you're not my patient, uh, go back and see your surgeon. Uh, 19 weeks. Let me just work that out. So four weeks is a month. So that's uh, it's a few months, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's a few months. So uh, so that that's you know I normally say things start to settle around three months, but start um, start to settle. So things are starting to settle now. Um, it can take time. I mean, it'd be something to have a look at um, if you. Wow, well done. Stone and stone, that's a big weight loss. So um, things should be starting to settle. Um, if you, uh, so one thing I would say, no, you didn't, but do it, but thank you. Okay, that's good. No, I just want to know in case, because I thought, well, if it's me, talk, by all means come. Um, so um, what I would say is, yeah, always talk to your surgeon because they're the best bet, what they've done and all that sort of stuff. But I think, yeah, things should be starting to settle now. Um, but it is quite a long time, 19 weeks, isn't it? Um, so I would hope that, you know, you'd be seeing some improvements by now. Uh, the worry is that there might still be some lax skin. When you do a tummy tuck, when you do any surgery, you're tightening skin. And you've got to be a bit careful because obviously if you tighten the skin too much, if you take away too much, you can get the wounds breaking down. 
um, and it, and it's um, and get a lot of problems. And you can get big problems with tummy tucks. And you lost seven stone. You lost a huge amount of weight. So I suspect you have quite a lot of skin there. So it might be that maybe they've gone the other way and they haven't taken enough skin. So they've been worried about taking too much skin and causing you wound healing problems. But maybe they've not taken enough skin and giving you still some skin laxity there. So that might be why when you stand up, you've got you can feel that skin laxity. So it may be that you'll need a bit of a revision, um, a bit of a tightening. I don't, I don't want to speak for people because it's totally up to them, whoever, whoever did it. But, um, you know, and there's sometimes a case, you know, it, we all need to do revisions sometimes. And um, and that's fine. And you're trying to make everything perfect every single time. But, you know, usually it's not perfect. You might do too much, you might do too little. To be honest with you, it's better to do too little than to do too much. So, um because if you do too much and it's too tight and it breaks down, the scar stretches and all sorts of bad things happen. So um, doing too little and giving you a bit of laxity, not, well, you know, it's not great, but you might have to go back and maybe having a bit of a bit more skin removed. I don't know, maybe a bit of liposuction if there's a bit of a, a bit of a redundant fattiness there. Um, but it might mean a revision. I don't even consider a revision till around three months. So I wouldn't even consider it, but you're past that now. Um, uh, and then uh, ideally six to 12 months really for revision. But the other thing you've got to check on is the revision policy of your surgeon. Sometimes, and certainly one of the hospitals I work in, they've got a six month policy, one they've got 12 month policy. Um, so you've got to be careful that you don't sort of go uh, past your policy. I think the main thing is as long as you flag it up within that time, you know, and just say, look, because usually I always tell people to wait for it to settle. You can't go wrong waiting for things to settle because if they're going to settle, fine. The only thing about waiting for things to settle is we don't want you to be unhappy for many months if we could have fixed it sooner. So if it's an obvious problem, I would rather go back in and do a revision sooner because then I've got a happy patient quicker because you know we don't want happy patients if it's something that's not that bad and certainly if it's getting better if the trend is things are starting to improve there's absolutely no harm in leaving it to see how it settles letting the scar mature it sounds a bit perverse that you let the scar mature before you give you another scar if you're going to sort of revise it or something but that is definitely the way to do it let that scar mature let it soften because then the surgery becomes a lot easier if you do need to do a revision um so minimum three months i know you pass that now so six months is good 12 months even better as long as your revision policy will be holding you you don't want to wait till you know 13 months and then to say oh we only got 12 month revision policy and can't do it or something you know um it's normally not a surgeon who does that it's the hospitals who do that in my experience don't want to be but <laughs> um but yeah you want to get, make sure you're within your revision policy and and uh but talk talk to your talk, talk to your surgeon is the answer and uh and and yeah it's always fine when you lie down so it's the the the, the you know the, the whole point is it's supposed to look all right when you stand up but um but well done uh, um and i hope everything healed up well and everything but uh maybe they haven't taken it so tight but thanks for asking the question um it's good to get a question in there yeah and um if that, that's, you know, that's great. Live Q&A question. That's what it's all about. Now, I don't know how many of these I've done, but that's a, that's a good bit of live. That's two Q&As during the, during the broadcast. That's, uh, that's awesome. So um, I'm very happy about that. And um, so thank you um, uh, very much for answering, answering that uh, uh, question, Lisa. Good luck with that. Let, uh, let me know how you get on. If you want to ask me any questions or anything, you can always drop me a line on Facebook. I'm very happy to sort of comment. Although obviously, it's not my case, but, you know, better off going to be a surgeon. But if you have any questions, I don't mind giving my, putting my oar in. Um, and thanks, Michelle, for your question about your scar. Hope you're well. And um, 
uh, I'm going to leave you um, to your to your respective households, and I'm going to check out. And uh, thank you very much for your questions. Thank you, Facebook, for giving me back the masks. I hope I haven't used them too much. I hope you don't take them off me next week because I want to use that one with a fruit bowl on the head or whatever it is. And um, I did like the Samurai robot one at the beginning. And I'm checking right out now, although I've lost the finish button, which isn't here. You see what I mean? Facebook Live, you can't um, practice it. So I'm going to um, check out right now, checking out by pressing the finish button, which is there. Yeah, I found it. Okay, check out because I've got the bar out of the way. And see you next week, 7 p.m. Tuesday Ask questions on Facebook by Laura or get in live just like Lisa and Michelle have tonight. That could be you next week. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.